Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am too stupid to win, and I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How you doing tonight? What's up, brother? Beautiful night in the neighborhood. It is. It is. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of fun happened since our last episode, and it was totally my fault. We didn't do a special episode over the weekend. I'm about eight days away from delivering baby number four. Not me personally, but baby number four is coming into life in about eight days. So it's just been a lot of work around the house trying to get things right, along with remodeling some things. So it's just been crazy. So I wasn't able to get a special episode, but that's okay because we got a lot of content for tonight. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and I think I think that there there's, I mean, obviously, congratulations on the upcoming baby, but I think almost something more spectacular than that happened this week rumor has it uh you're official now is that true i am official i am part of the upland contributors network so that is official i got my approval monday sunday but yeah sometime earlier this week it was good so i'm finally official and dirk does listen to these podcasts he said he loves the content that we put out and good job on our podcast so that's nice to know. Well, congrats. Welcome to UCN. So now the Upland, uh, the UPX podcast is officially part of UCN. Very cool. Yeah, thank you for that welcome. So I'm excited to uh, join the group and continue to look forward to putting out the content that we put out each and every week. And depending on how big the game grows, we might have to do it more than once a week. Goodness. You know I'm game. I'm game. I just got to work around life stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good at managing that, though. But even though I am part of the UCN, Uplane is not responsible for the content of this podcast. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are mine and thank me laters. We're not employed by Upland. We are just two players passionate about this gaming community. And for the people that don't know about Upland and they come across us while searching through the podcast platforms, why don't you give the new listeners what it's about yeah so upland is a blockchain based property trading game trading and collecting game where you can buy sell trade real life addresses uh right now in san francisco soon to come to new york uh with uh you know friends and fellow uh community members but that's just the beginning. So like, that's like the, the baseline game. Like that's like level one of the game. It's still an open beta where it's going next with property development. So being able to have real life stores that say, sell upland merchandise or say custom block explorers or NFTs from any potential blockchain out there. I mean, that we've already seen cross promotions with crypto kitties uh, we've seen, and we'll talk about it in this podcast, uh, with uh, partnering with blockchain heroes. So, I mean, we're seeing, uh, you know, Ethereum and Wax chains represented already. Huge, huge potential in the NFT area. Um, and so, very, very exciting game and platform to be a part of. Yes. So, do check it out. And I did get my own custom referral link, too. So, I'll put that on the Twitter account. If you find us, follow us at UPX Podcast on Twitter itself. 
Uh, and don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast, make sure you're writing a review about us. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast and make sure you're following us on Twitter. And that's at UPX podcast. Uh, interesting thing. I was looking at our overall episodes. So this will be episode number seven. And surprisingly, last week's episode, a noise episode where we interviewed the Jeff Bezos of Upland is now our number fourth ranked episode right now. It surpassed uh, lots of news and fiat out and our special episode, the numbers edition. I'm kind of sad that the numbers edition is doing so poorly. (laughs) Right? Guys, go listen to it. It was a good episode. I mean, you watch, thank me later, walk through how he acquires properties and how he evaluates what's a good deal and what's not a good deal. So uh, I'm surprised that episode is doing as poor as it has but we are approaching the uh we broke 500 overall listeners for our podcast so that's pretty amazing thank you guys for listening each and every week we do appreciate that and uh absolutely yeah and another important stat that's exciting is on dap radar our 24-hour uh players Still about 2K over 24 hours. That still puts us at number three. But the seven-day overall uh, players, we took the number one spot at 7.7K players over a seven-day period. Nice. Very exciting. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, and I mean, considering that, uh, you know, again, just the beginning, one city – no transportation built yet, no property development built yet. Like once those, no fiat out, my goodness, once once a couple of those things hit, it's going to be insane. It's just going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, we're going to see so many players come in and it's going to be the same questions over and over again. So everybody that's out there creating content, you're going to be very helpful for these people that are coming in and we're going to be creating crazy content as these new features come out. And we will cover later in this episode, the uh, preparing for release for Daiquiri too. So that will be some good discussion there. Uh, We'll get the rest of the numbers out of the way. Uh, So I know you like numbers. So I'll let you jump off on talking about properties. Yeah, give me one second here. Pulling up some numbers. Um, yeah, which actually there's going to be some interesting tie-ins as well because we saw um, the that the release of New York is going to be potentially tied to uh, property sales. So these are important numbers. Uh, not going to lie, I'm still waiting for someone to claim that 100000 bonus uh, when they break uh, 1,000 properties. We got... Uh, uh, Deva, Deva twenty, what is it? Deva twenty six twenty six at uh, seven hundred and seventy nine. Still, Brett, Brett is like having fire sale. Brett is just selling property. I swear he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm getting out of the top ten. I'm selling. I'm liquidating everything. He's down to seven seventy three. Uh, hey, you're in there too, too stupid. You got the seven thirty five. That's not too bad. I'm slowly boy, climbing. Uh, I've been climbing for the last couple of weeks. And uh, my boy Sunstar rounding up top five at seven oh nine. So I mean, we got the we got some good. How are we doing on area? We got the do we got the up squared? 
we do uh, have numbers. We do have the up squared. So thank me later. Still leading the way at eighty four thousand nine hundred and six. Z Hidalgo kids who says I'm coming for the throne, baby. They're at seventy one thousand eight forty three. So they're continuing to close the gap. Last week they were about thirteen thousand. So it's about the same from this week to last week about the gap that they have with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. It's it's hard to to keep up because I mean I know he's snatching up big property. Anytime he like finds a good big property, um, he's snatching them up. So yeah, and it's you, Z Hidalgo kids, Kenson at sixty two thousand six hundred and fifty five up squares, the Turbo at fifty two thousand thirteen, and Hodler at forty eight thousand nine sixteen. That rounds out the top five right there. Yeah, and shout out to Kent and the Turbo because honestly, they built their up square numbers before some of these massive properties were released. Because uh, I mean, not too long ago, there really wasn't anything above a thousand up squares, um, and Kent was was leading that for a very long time and has uh, definitely, you know, continued to to stay in that uh, competition. So, shout out to my boy Kent. I do want to give Lou Daddy a shout out because he's sitting there at number eight at forty three thousand eight hundred and ninety up squares. He only has two hundred and thirteen properties. <laughs> he he likes big lots and he cannot lie. That, <laughs> that is true. So that's Lou awesome. Daddy's making yeah, his way good. up there, and that's uh by far the and June June is sitting there in. Uh, 10th place at 38,527 up squares with 258 properties. And uh, Polar Brownie is in 11th at 37,476 with 200 properties. So it is possible to crack the top 10 with about 200 properties. You just got to be looking. You got to buy some big properties. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting too because like once like – because we'll have to start segregating because they mentioned like farmland and stuff like that will eventually come out. So, I mean, you got to figure we're only in one city. So, I mean, these up squares, like we'll have to have like up squares in San Francisco city versus like California. Cause I mean, you buy a, you buy a farm <laughs> that's, you know, 400,000 up square, whatever ridiculous you would just destroy that. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And there's a lot of good farm. A lot of good farmland in California, too. A lot of big farms. So <laughs> that will be interesting. Uh, Dizzy did crack 40 million this week. Oh, yeah. That was insane. 40 million net worth. Bonkers. Yeah. So last week we had Noyce on here, dubbed him the Jeff Bezos of uh, Upland as the richest man, and uh, he dubbed Dizzy as Bill Gates. So Dizzy said, I'm taking over. So Bill Gates is in yeah. the lead this week. Yeah, I put out a challenge to them, and honestly, anybody. So um, as part of the Upland fan, uh, fan artwork stuff I'm doing, which we can talk later if we have time, uh, I said first person to $50 million, uh net worth, I'm going to make them a, a one-of-one uh, NFT to commemorate the event because that's insane. So wait to see who, who takes a bite on that. But with New York coming out, <laughs> I imagine we're going to have some contenders pretty quick. Yeah, and who knows? Norris might be talking to his stockbroking friends that he 
plays the market <laughs> with, and they might jump in too and and make us all look sure. silly. Right. I did crack the top five. I did pa- pass Crazy Crypto this week. Um, nice. So, so I did. I did crack the top five. I'm making my way up there. Uh, that's about it for the numbers. Oh, and then uh, we do have uh, 10,346 token holders. So minus two for the other two. So 10,344 token holders total. Now we can roll into the big event that we had tied in on Friday with the bad crypto guys on the blockchain heroes. They finally announced where the headquarters was and it was a mad dash. It was crazy. What you sort yeah. of participated, but you kind of laid back a little. Tell me your thoughts on this event. Well, okay. So I have a problem anytime people change parameters. <laughs> So I'm not going to lie. I was a little frustrated. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the, the reasons behind the logistics change, but the the podcast was supposed to happen like two hours after it did. And so like I was out, like I, I wasn't even on the podcast. Luckily my phone got like a little thing from Upland, like, Hey, cause it was a challenge and it was like uh mercy manners. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I just like freaked out, went over there. Um, and actually it's kind of funny because the first property I saw, like, I didn't even realize like the, the headquarters in the corner, TW owns two, nine, three, zero 23rd Avenue, which is a huge, it's probably the biggest property there. And I thought that for sure that that was the headquarters. I don't know why, like there wasn't a special market or anything. So I literally bought every single property around it. Like, every single one um, <laughs> but that was on the well, other side that, that I could yeah that was up for sale like and then it turned out like which is fine um, it wasn't the headquarters but it was in the, the area uh, so I mean I did participate I think I got 11th yeah you it's took 11th place. yeah which okay so if you don't know blockchain heroes Shout out to the Bad Crypto team. They're creating um, a collectible card. I don't. It, I guess it's a collectible NFT because it's not a game. It's a collectible NFT card style called Blockchain Heroes. It's built on the Wax blockchain, and it's going to be launched on Atomic Assets. Um, if you don't know what those are, maybe we can put some links somewhere for it. But uh, check out uh, AtomicAssets.io, presumably, and Wax.io for more details. But um, I like the fact, so the actual Blockchain Heroes headquarters is 230 Juniper Sierra Boulevard. It's a 53-up square property. It's pretty small. It's on the corner of, uh, of the neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I, I presumably they'll sell blockchain heroes there. I don't know. Um, It'd be and great if it was a card shop. Was, they turn yeah, it into a I mean, card shop in an NTF, NFT market. Something. And then, yeah, I mean, 25. I mean, of all, I think there's only one blockchain hero promotional card that's rarer than Super Miles. 
Um, and I think it's like the 10, they made like these 10 sketch ones. Now there's going to be one even rarer than that. It's going to be a one of one uh, and they're going to put it up for auction. Banksy. Yeah. Yeah. The Banksy one. I'm not going to lie. That is super cool. It is. Now myself, as you said, the podcast was supposed to happen two hours later announcing where this was supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah. All right, that works. I can definitely make that work. And all of a sudden, I got a notification that, hey, it's going on two hours earlier. I'm like, oh, this is messed up. And I had stuff going on here. So I had to check Discord for where the area was. And then I saw the area. I was 15 minutes late to the game, and I just started buying stuff. I didn't even check to see where the cheapest properties were. I just started buying stuff because I logged in, and everybody was there. Everybody was buying stuff. You click on a property. It's already being minted. It says, sorry, something went wrong. Sorry, something went wrong. I'm like, just give me a property. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty bonkers. Like, I mean, the neighborhood, I'd be curious to know, like, how many properties. I, I know someone's got it. It sold out, what, in less than an hour? Less than an hour it sold out. Which is insane. And, I mean... You saw Nishrin and uh, Z Hidalgo. No, June June. Really? Oh, was it June June? Yeah, Sorry. it was June June. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Z Hidalgo and June June uh, buy up. They were both well over 100, um, it, which was just mind blowing to see how much, um, you know, interest went into it. I mean, it, fair enough, because, I mean, the, the reward is was pretty substantial. I mean, the card is easily worth hundreds of dollars already. Um, so, oh, it was it was really interesting to watch. And then, like, it died, right? <laughs> like, if you could do a graph of the excitement around the event, it's interesting because, and, and this is, I think, probably, as a listener, I would imagine one of the more interesting things is if you are a casual player, which is fine, love you, thanks for listening, you probably aren't involved in a lot of the, like, wheeling and dealing that happens. So if you want, get into the community, get into some of the fun stuff, because, you know, the, the surface level activity is really exciting, right? And then it dies down, and then for the next, like, 36 hours, so what, it was like a, 48 hour event right yeah it was a 48 hour event there were some property flips going on for insane rates i picked up a couple properties that i was flipping for three times and i was hooking somebody up with them at three times why people were selling for five six seven eight times value oh yeah no it was crazy in fact uh one of the bad crypto guys um uh this was a tw that uh was was buying them up yeah, T. Dubai, yeah. he was picking up secondary properties. And here's something that that I hope Upland does figure out, though, is right towards the end of the event, people were trying to make their moves. People were making deals with other people because June June dropped from second place, and he dropped all the way down to 10th place. He made some deals. He got rid of over 70 properties in the area. So he definitely... <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, but well, it, it, we can get on that in a second. Saying, though, because like 
if you don't realize it, because I can't remember who was in discord, like an hour before the event was over, like, okay, I put up my last five properties. I'm going to bed because nothing's happening because it's all the things that happen underneath. It's all of the, you know, conversations that are happening. Like, okay, what do you need? What are your thresholds? Like, what do you think the number is going to be? Who's going to help who, um, you know, from previous, you know, equity of like, Hey, you helped me out with this last challenge. I'm going to hook you up with this challenge. And like people have all of these, I don't want to say backroom deals. Cause that sounds like sketchy. They're not sketchy. It's literally like c- the community working behind the scenes of like coordinating these things. And it's like, okay, who are we helping? Cause like, join our, 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 you know, beloved friend missed the whole damn thing because of the move and time. And it was just like, you know, a lot of the community members are like, well, no, you're a valued community member in Upland and in blockchain heroes. He was definitely getting one. Like we, there was a bunch of us that were like, no matter what happens, he has to win. He has to get in the top 25. Yeah. So like all of those deals happen. And then it's, Again, in, in, a, in an event like this, it's all that strategy because, sure, I, we could have given him, you know, and, uh, again, huge shout-outs to June June um, for, for being a team player. Like you said, I mean, he had and, and distributed a lot of his properties, giving up a really high-level mint of the rare card to help other, you know, valued community members. And, again, it's a contest, like <laughs> – you know, people, people make alliances, they barter deals. Oh, that's to me, the exciting stuff. Um, and then I told us that you, you watch the last hour is going to be as exciting as the first hour. And damn it. If it wasn't, man, it was crazy. And here's the thing we have to figure out moving forward in the upland community. And it's more on the development side is, yeah. I had some people waiting for last minute deals and some people may, I said, hit me up. If you need a deal right at the end, I'm good at where I'm at. I can shed so many properties and I have properties mm-hmm. come in one minute, three minutes, seven minutes after the event ended. And it's just because the blockchain got bogged down and it took that long to process, process it through the blockchain. So that's kind of a bummer in events like this. Luckily the person's, the people that did send me those late minute deals did get cards, but man, that would have been a bummer if those cards or those deals would have got them into one of the 25 super miles cards. And that's, that's what we got to figure out on these live events moving forward. How, how do you do the, how do you handle the bombardment of the blockchain at the end of these things that nobody gets missed out due to timing? Yeah, I, it's interesting because I go, I, I lean it's more back on the community as much as it is on the development. Like you need to know that you need to, you need to factor that into your game plan. Like if you're waiting to the last 30 seconds in a blockchain game, you're missed. Like there's no chance. Like you need to know and you need to like time it and go, okay, based on a delay, I need to start these transactions. And like, the thing is, it's, it's all about strategy and planning. Like, what do you think other people are going to do? It's like chess. I think that's why I like it so much. Cause it's like, okay, what's the threshold? Is it 20? Is it 25? If it's 25, how many properties can I afford to give up and stick in the, in the contest versus, you know, how much does somebody need? 
And it's a bit of a gamble. Like you, you put, you put out those offers, you, you hope that people land where they want to. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of let the chips lay, but I hear you. It would be nicer if it was more, but considering some of the other blockchain technologies, <laughs> crypto kitties, um, <laughs> that have like terrible times on those, I go, it's pretty, I think it's pretty fast, but. And there were um, people that were smart yeah. enough that came out and said, Hey, I'm going to make offers on these properties. Don't accept them until I message you mm-hmm. as a, as they're evaluating. People figured out that, hey, you know, with the amount of properties and they had the math, like you need X amount to be safe. If you didn't need X amount to be safe, where do you think it's going to be? And uh, a lot of people thought they were going to s- slide through with like 10 or 11 properties 13 i think 13 properties was number 25 towards the end and then all of a sudden it started moving uh moving up 17 ended up being the yeah the threshold the cutoff yep yeah yeah and i mean honestly i think if some other people had gotten their deals in it probably would have been higher even but i mean that's the thing communicate this is a you know almost all of the challenges like if you don't realize it i don't know of any major challenge or like a major event that hasn't like been some kind of community effort like there are some things that are just like one one player mode but for the most part the bigger challenges require some amount of and not even necessarily require but the chances are if you're part of the community that's like active in the event, you're, you're just going to increase your odds and understanding how to maximize. Like I, I think what was a green turtle who <laughs> sold. I mean, I don't think he placed, but he made like three or 400,000 <laughs> upex on the event by just selling, buying, selling the properties. Like, okay. <laughs> like there's, there's other ways to play an event too. Yeah. A um, lot of, there were people, stayed in their discourse that oh this this event was just for the whales this event was just for the people that made money and no it really wasn't there that's the great thing about upland you don't have to have money to succeed you can find your ways to do it just like green turtle once again we're talking about green turtle finding ways to squeeze the the most upex out of any kind of event he had some properties he flipped them for high amounts and came out on top yeah he didn't get his super miles card I don't know if he was into that or not, but he just increased his net worth. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I, I've been really surprised at how like uh, the ingenuity of some of the community members of like, cause I, I tend to kind of think linear, like I'm at point a, I need to get to point B like that's it straight line. And there are people like, well, do you need to get to point B? Cause you could be successful with option C and D and E. And I go, Oh, like after the fact, you're like halfway through, I'm like, Oh, you were looking at it completely different than I was. The, the, I, the one that comes to mind is a curator versus burglars. There's a couple things that I was just like, what is happening? Why, what am I missing here? Um, there was, you know, some people that were playing it's just next level. Like I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like there's, there's some next level plays happening here. Um, and it was, it was quite interesting to see, um, and, uh, to figure out. So definitely a shout out to, 
Nish, uh, Sharon. He he ended up buying Nishirin. up Nishirin. God, I'll get it right one day. Um, Nishirin. And he ended up taking first place in it. Ryan Lowy, 96, ended up taking second place. He is a director. Haven't seen him really in the Discord or anything, but he got in there at second place. Then he turned around and flipped his number two Super Miles card for 250 U.S. dollars. Oh, did that end up selling? Uh, I don't know. But somebody's buying it because oh, I would, uh, because somebody has the cheap. yeah they have uh, the number two and number six plus a whole mess of hero decks and other stuff that was Recurrier's update on that. So Coca Cola he finished number six, I finished number five. So somebody gave up two and somebody gave up six. So or number six bought number two. That could be it too. Which I, I believe, I mean, 250, if I had had the, the wax, I easily would have bought that. I mean, that was a, that was really cheap for what it was. Okay. I, I think. Yeah. It's nobody's bought it yet. It was down to 250, but that is very cheap for a super miles. I'll stand pad at my number five. Yeah. But it was a fun event. And uh, the Blockchain Heroes, there was a meeting last night, and um, they released some cool stuff, got some cool NFTs out there that everybody can grab, so go check them out on that. Um, but, man, they released some packs last night. I couldn't even grab a pack. You got a number two. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, depending on, like, your viewpoint on things. Okay, so... My story is I legitimately want these cards. I will get these cards. Um, so, yeah, I was on the podcast. I heard, I grabbed, I went in, just grabbed the first Titan pack I could see. It happened to be number two. I bought it. Titan sold out insanely quick. And I think it was like uh, like 1,100 uh, wax um, for it. And I was just like, okay, cool. I'm happy. I didn't get the, the hero pack, but I was like, there's going to be a ton more of those. And like everyone's talking about, oh, resell, resell. And then the mint number. Well, mint numbers are really important for the collectible world because uh, like that's, that's kind of like you're, the closer you are to one, the more valuable in theory um, your collectible is. One being the, the kind of the holy grail because it's the first NFT of that set that was ever printed on the chain. Um, and so I was like, eh, sure, I'll just throw it up kind of for fun, kind of like, well, whatever. I put it up for 6,000 OPEX, which is, is like, again, 5X the value. And it sold. I was like, excuse me? You mean um, 6,000 wax? Yeah, 6,000 wax. So, like, I, I don't know, that, like $300? I was like, wow, you <laughs> sold it for 6 bucks. I'll buy it for 6 bucks. <laughs> uh, 6,000 wax. It was like... And so it was enough. Uh, I bought a Titan pack and a hero pack and I still have wax left. And so whoever bought that um, hats off to you. I, I hope, I don't know if you're collecting it or what, but the thing is you turn them in. It's not a collectible. You turn that in and then get the physical cards. So they're all going to be in theory destroyed, which could make them even rarer. In, but I don't think they're going to be worth more than the pack that you're turning them in for, but who knows? I guess they could be eventually like, 
I don't know how long the redemption period is on it. Like in 10 years, you're like, okay, I'm ready to turn this in for my physical cards now. Are those cards burnable? Um, I don't know if they're burnable, but the, the way that I imagine that it's going to work is that you will have to send the card back to blockchain heroes. Like you'll have to send it back to them. You'll have to like give it to them with some information or something because there would be no way for them to then track if they were out in the wild. Like how did you redeem it? Cause there's no way to say like redeemed, you know? Right. So I don't know how they're actually going to do the redemption. I actually thought about doing a very similar thing. In fact, I do have some, some upland promotions that are out there like promotional uh, NFTs that are like, Hey, trade this back in and I'll buy a property for like 10,000 um, OPEX. So if somebody has one of those tokens, they can send it back to me and I'll go buy any one of their properties for 10,000 OPEX. Like just as a, as a promo, I, I gave out some of those cards to new players. So I imagine they would do a very similar thing. Like you have to turn it in to redeem it. That's how you redeem it. But yeah, it'd be curious. I'd be interested to see how they, they play that out. And blockchain heroes will, or yeah. Yeah. Blockchain heroes. They'll release on uh, August 4th for purchase with wax. No, 11, 11, no, no, no. 11 got pushed. Even the wax. Which is cool. Uh, the wax might be on the eighth, eighth, yep, eighth, and the eleventh, and then the fiat's on the eleventh. That's right. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but to sum up, because well, they're 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 doing it on they they originally not to get too nerdy on it, but like they were going to launch on Simple Asset, uh, which is uh, kind of like the V one of the wax blockchain NFT stuff that a lot of like garbage kit, pale kids and all that are on they're going to be the first major launch on atomic assets, which is so cool. It's like wax chain V2, a lot of cool technology, great developers, um, a cool marketplace. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot of really big innovations as things start to migrate over. So, um, definitely the, for me, the new hot tech to watch. Uplands took me down so many rabbit holes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> But to really sum up the events, events like these, just because you're limited on resources, you just need a property or two. It's just like in the hot neighborhoods. You get a property or two and you can flip it. You just wait till everything sells out and you can jack the prices up and somebody will buy it from you. And it's also about working in the community. You you can end up making the deals towards the end to get into it. So there's multiple ways. You're just not locked out because you don't have the UPEX or you don't have the money to buy the UPEX. So it's about working the deals, building relationships, building bonds, helping people out so they can help you out later on down the road. Yeah. And it's not just jacking up the price. Because let's be very clear, especially in an event like that, like there are people who are trying to hit competitive marks. So, I mean, you saw liquidations afterwards. I mean, I bought, I think I own like 20 more properties now because people were selling under mint um, afterwards. But like a hot neighborhood, shout out to my boys in Japantown. There was a fire sale yesterday. I think. <laughs> hey, sold I'm bored. Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, the community was, was getting antsy, sold out uh, Japantown. But like what people need to understand is like, there's nothing wrong with, getting in on that wave 
And then, you know, if you buy eight properties, sell for them at a 30 to 50% markup after it's sold out, because there's going to be plenty of people like, Oh dang, I missed out on the sale. I want with community collections, like you, you need three to four properties in some of these hot neighborhoods, Japan town. I'm sure people are going to develop um, properties and shops and cool little things. Um, and it'll be, I'm sure it'll be thematic and really interesting. People are going to want to be a part of it. If you are part of the wave that got in before it was sold out, have no shame in keeping it while it's hot, selling for 30, 40% markup and going, Hey, if you missed out on the fire sale, here's some opportunities. Like, that's how you, you kind of ride these waves. Um, you know, it's kind of the secret sauce um, to especially these neighborhood sales. Um, buy extra properties and then sell them when it's sold out uh, to the people who, you know, weren't on at the time. And you go, hey, it's still a fair <laughs> Like, Well, I won't say anything about my, my boys at Alamo Square because you can't even get into that neighborhood for less than 100000 a property now. <laughs> I think there's a couple that are less than that. But, like, you know, really hot properties are going to go for 10x eventually. So selling for a 30 to 40% markup is completely reasonable and a great way to increase your net worth. I mean, if you really want to start talking about markups and you talk about Alamo Square – the cheapest properties marked up four hundred and seventy five point seven five percent at the moment. Oh yeah, no, I've sold. I'm not embarrassed to say, like, I put up some properties for a hundred thousand, more or less, just to kind of like say, hey, these are viable. Not expecting them to sell until community stuff came out, and some of them are selling. Like, they don't. I haven't sold them all, obviously, but. <sighs> more than zero have sold it, which is crazy to me, but it's going to be a hot neighborhood. Oh like, yeah. Those properties are going to be worth an insane amount. Um, cause a lot of famous people are going to develop there and there's, you know, that's where the painted ladies are. And like, it's, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we got a little UCN community going on there around, uh, Fillmore street. Um, you got, uh, recurrier moved in there. Uh, Nishirin's in there. I'm in there. So left house. Left house is in there. Yeah, a little jealous. A little jealous. I'm not on that on that particular block of Alamo Square, but you're on the other right. side of the it's park. Right. I am. I'll, I'll watch you guys from the other side. There you go. Uh, speaking of uh, things that released, uh, JFK Terminal Eight released this morning. Did you know yeah. that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> did you did you notice that? Did did that happen? Was that a thing? Um, I just, but it is. It's it's unfortunate that uh, you know. Let's be honest. Um, the the kind of awe inspiring release of the airports has uh, has been quite diminished. I mean, it used to be a a recordable event where everyone would gather. And this morning it was kind of like, eh, here's some more things that you can buy. Oh, look, um, the sun came up today. Right. This is like, Oh, okay. Thanks for letting us know. I mean, and, I mean, it's cool, right? Because every other property, all the other terminals are sold out. Um, they should have honestly 
They should have released the Daiquiri two notes, which we'll talk about here shortly. They should have announced, they should have released the Daiquiri two notes before um, the other airport. Cause that at least would have given, cause the thing is people are getting fatigued because the airport mechanics haven't been fully released. So no one's really sure how valuable an airport's going to be. There's tons of talk that's like, these are going to be super valuable. Like you want to own them, but we don't know how profitable they're actually going to be. So it's a lot too. I mean, they're thousand dollar plus properties. Like, I mean, terminal so, eight's close to $2,000 properties a pop. New York terminals are pretty expensive and New York yeah. has more terminals than San Francisco's, but San Francisco has the international terminal, but it, it, it's all speculation and I know a lot of people are waiting for this New York City release too. So trying to drop seventeen thousand U.S. dollars just to get a airport parcel without knowing what you can build on it, how many visitors you are, and we'll get into this here yeah. in a little bit in the Daiquiri notes just about the travel. Uh, it's starting to sound pretty interesting in itself, but it didn't. Yeah, which again, yeah, I think they should have announced that. I think they should have done that first. I, I don't uh, think I mean, it would have. Some sold though. Some, we got uh, free range chicken. Yep. Join the club. Join. Can we say join the Mile High Club? Yeah, we go with it. Sure. You <laughs> join the air, the airport owners club. Um and in Versus oh, you know, seventy seven. Yes. So I mean, we got some new people. I mean, they are the only airports available. Um. And. So, I mean, it's, it's huge. If you have an extra $1,700, yeah, I would probably pick one up if I didn't have one already. Um, for sure. And you know, even if they did release the Daiquiri two notes beforehand, I don't think, I mean, look, you still only have two out of nine sold. So everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting for property development. Everybody's waiting for business licenses. Everybody's waiting for vanilla New York city, i.e. Manhattan. So I can understand the, the little interest in it until even the Daiquiri notes, they didn't even say much about the airport development. They've just talked a little bit more about it and the traveling speed. So I can understand the low interest, but I can see the interest spiking pretty high. But right now we have two, five, and eight. So you still have uh one, three, four, six, and seven available. So there will be chances to grab New York City too. So Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that'll be interesting to see how much how many more they release of that and, and what they do with it. Yeah. So the big thing though is the prepping for release of Daiquiri two. And uh, they had it right off the plate. Like, you're like, you hit me up earlier. You said, uh, we going to talk about the big announcement? <laughs> like, what announcement? Right. <laughs> I just saw the airplane taking off, and I knew they released Terminal 8, so I didn't even read the text. I, I was slammed from, like, early this morning, late into the evening. And I'm like, what? They just released JFK. What? <laughs> and then you sent me the look. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. So then I had to read it, like, four times before we jumped on the recording. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you haven't looked at it, go check out the uplands medium or uh, their Twitter or the discord. It's, it's everywhere now Uh, prepping for release Daiquiri two. really interesting stuff. So the air travel 
um, which again, I know people are, are kind of excited about to, to figure out um, everything I've heard. I'm, I'm a little, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still probably a little skeptical on the, on the airports now, if it's just the travel fees, like 20 OPEX travel fees is never going to make enough money to be that valuable. I don't think, but maybe the, the volumes will change. I know that because you essentially have to travel there and you have to buy a ticket. Right. Um, so, but the ticket prices go to the community pool. This is like, well, the terminal owner, like imagine there's a terminal and you buy the ticket at each terminal and then each terminal has a number of tickets based on size. Cause honestly the traveling there is whatever it's 20 up X. Like you're not getting rich off of that. Um, but then the plane ticket or the plane ticket was like, 500 to a thousand up X, which I guess people aren't going to pay that. I'm not paying 500 up X to fly to New York. I'll walk. Cause you can walk. Well, you won't be able to walk to start day one, but well, that's, like, I'm, I'm curious to know how much like plane tickets will cost. And that's the interesting right? thing because they said is as what do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on the price cause we, we do a lot of speculation, but the thing that was interesting about the travel is that, with the introduction of the air travel, they're doing a global system of traveling between locations inside and outside of the cities. So you're going to end up at a walking speed with numerous options to hasten travel via airplanes and later on on cars. So the longer the distance your explorer needs to cover, the longer the send sequence will take. So, I mean, if, if you're trying to go across the city on the treasure hunt, are you going to go slower than somebody that's in a car or is the car going to get in a traffic jam? And then your walking speed will be quicker. So, some interesting things to consider there. But they're not releasing it inside this daiquiri too. But that's something you have to think about coming up in the in the future. And then they said that if you are at the JFK airport when daiquiri 2 is deployed, you will be brought back to San Francisco free of charge. So... If you don't, if you're cheap and you don't want to travel back to San Francisco, you'll at least come back to the airport free of charge when Daiquiri 2 releases. And then they have the collections reveal. Um, The collections reveal is pretty interesting in itself. Oh, but before we get into the collection reveal, Thank me later. What's your thoughts on the whole walking speed that they're going to introduce, not on this release of Daiquiri, but soon to the game? I I think it's really interesting. I mean, I somebody brought it up in uh, Discord, which which started to blow my mind of what would the impact to treasure hunting be? Like, imagine like slowly like walking to like the next property because right now it's like instant zoom, right? You just click, you know, boop, and you're like there. Uh, but having to like strategic, like, like that makes a whole lot more, like your, your treasure hunts are going to be a completely different ball game. Um, you got like vehicles, like cars, which I think will be super fun. Um, I, I like the idea of having another mechanic, like another role playing element, um, that you can like toggle. Cause obviously, you know, me being a turtle, I, I would love to just like, take off, you know, like just like walk slowly from one end to the other. Um, and just like w- make a video of that. Um, and then, you know, get in my car and, you know, race around. Like, I, I think there's so many interesting mechanics they can do with the movement. Uh, I really hope that they, they start to play with that a little bit more. Lots of opportunity, I think. 
And that will be interesting on your treasure hunts too, as you're debating between like, that's a hundred UPEX property. And I think that might be it, but I'm looking for that 20, 30 or 40 UPEX property. And then now that speed might make it be like, I'm going to eat that hundred UPEX and just go there. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's, there's definitely some interesting mechanics that, um, and, uh, Eden actually uh, said in, in chat as well, responded to that and saying that things like treasure hunts will adapt. Um, and they've been really good about that as well. Like adapting existing game features to new game features. Sends, you know, sends have evolved from unlimited to um, 11 to 45 uh, or like 25 to 45. So like you, you can see that like they're, they're playing with their certain properties in the game that they're willing to kind of tweak um, depending on kind of how things are playing out. So that's really good uh, that they're open to that. Yeah. Then they, then they teased us with the collection reveal. Um, so new collections will be pro- published that, that are already encrypted on the blockchain. Super interesting. So I'm really glad. This is one of the first things that I, that actually attracted me in the white paper was talking about how like the collections and things would be embedded in the blockchain. So one of the interesting things, and I mean, this is New York is actually going to be a really interesting release because I wasn't around for true vanilla upland. I mean, I was in before treasure hunts, but I wasn't in before collections and some people were. So it'll be really cool to be able to explore and like start to guess and go, okay, well, what could be a collection and know that like, there's nothing like the upland team is going to be like, okay, well, the UCN team, like, here's all they all bought in this area. Like, let's make that a collection. Like, that it would be so unfair. And no matter where they picked, they'd be like, oh, you picked it because of X, Y, and Z. Like, it, it could never appear impartial. Um, and so the fact that it's, it's, it's already in the blockchain, like, what's going to be a collection is already on the chain. Like, it, and then it's just unlocked, like, based on criteria, which is so cool. So, like, if it's a neighborhood, maybe at, uh, you know, 30% sold out of the neighborhood, all of a sudden it's like, boop, this was actually a surprise. It was actually a collection this whole time. You're like, what? Those are going to be really cool events. I hope that it's actually, like, live, like, thresholds that unlock things in real time uh, because that will create a tremendous amount of excitement. And uh, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of FOMO. I have trouble sleeping as it is. But knowing that at any time a collection could be discovered um, will drive me insane. Yeah, and I believe that's kind of what smart contracts are about, from my understanding of it. But once again, not a crypto guy. We do need to do an episode of where we talk about how we both got into this. And our you've described your background more than I have. So maybe I need to hit up Left House and get on a special with him. Definitely. Yeah. Or if you're feeling particularly kinky, I hear Nishiran's always looking for extras. That is true. Um, <laughs> I'll just let his ladies cook me meals. They're very delicious, but that's about as far I'm going the, on on that road. The meals are his ladies. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the scavenger hunt, you know, that scavenger that, hunt. Yeah. yeah. That's like the live events, you know, that that's pretty fun. And they said that they have, uh, 
that, you know, it looks fun. It's kind of like the JFK event, it sounds like. Um, but, you know, each player that participates will find a series of treasures, and it, it's a clue to the next one. And it's just because one person found the first clue doesn't mean it's that clue disappears. It's like a real scavenger hunt. you got a checklist to go through, so you can definitely make up ground. And the nice thing is, is you have to register in advance, so you just can't jump into it. And it will carry an UPEX registration fee, and 100% of the collection will be paid back to the players as prizes um, for treasures found and for the grand prize overall. So that's even a different twist on treasure hunts. And I'm, I'm liking the scavenger hunt more than the treasure hunt. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple things that are interesting. So, A, I wonder if this will be the start of things that could then be, like, public. Like, you can create your own scavenger hunt, um, you know, and have, like, a public queue, so to speak, of, like, hey, we're going to do this, you know, it's a thousand UPEX entry for this scavenger hunt. I'm sure it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Cause I mean, I feel like there's definitely some that could be abused, but the, obviously the official one, super interesting. I'll stress it again. Community is going to be huge here because I can almost guarantee you there'll be teams of players where as soon as they find one treasure, um, it'll be interesting to actually watch explorers, right? Like, Hey, 15 explorers just jumped to this property. I wonder what's there. Yeah. Um, Oh. Could, so, th- could this actually, be a lead up to squads also? Maybe. Well, I mean, I'm curious, like, if you have to get each treasure um, to, to actually, like, unlock it. It says the only one that matters is the is the final treasure. Because, yeah, like, I, w- I wouldn't tell people to, like, go to every treasure thing because I wouldn't give it away. So if, if you were running a team, you'd be like, okay, here's the first one. And then once you find it, be like, okay, here's the clue, then scatter. Like, don't send everyone, like, because then every other team that's looking for it will know, right? They'll be like, oh, go to this property. Like, why did, you know, all these players just jump there? Well, it did say <sighs> the first player to find all the treasures will be the winner of the event. So you do have to find every treasure. Oh, you have to find every treasure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So it'll be like a collection. Okay, so I guess you do have to send them there. Okay, you could do some. Again, this is where the next level strategist would be like, yeah, but you only need one person, and then maybe you stagger it, and then maybe you come back. I don't know. There's all kinds of different shenanigans you could do with that. Uh, there's a lot of fun to be had there, but the most exciting part is the San Francisco villain heist. Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely going to be, this is the, the creme de la camp, right? So this is something we, we've been talking about is how is New York actually going to be launched? Like you can get to the terminal, but you need to actually then get to Manhattan. So like if you're in SFO, you can travel to a San Francisco property. And, there and isn't any properties in New York yet. And that's what we always speculated with this too was, that, hey, you know, how are you going to get from JFK to Manhattan? And we always speculated that there'll be some sort of event. And guess what? There is. And it's going to be a dual event. 
or a double live event is what they're calling it. And the winner of these two events or the winners of these two events will be gifted the opportunity to take the first exclusive flight in Upland. Ah, Sorry, tongue twister. And commemorating the opening of air travel and airport terminals and as well as the very first property man in, in New York City. And that will allow players to access JFK to Manhattan. So that's what everybody was wondering. How do you get to Manhattan? Um, yeah. So you think, are they going to be on, like, do you reckon they'll be on two separate sides of Manhattan? I would like think that would be feet. the smart thing. To have it, on, right. have it on the north side and the south side, or the east side and the west side. I'd say the north side is south side just so you have the bigger range because I know the right. south side of Manhattan's more expensive. The north side of Manhattan is cheaper if you can call anything in Manhattan cheaper. But <laughs> <laughs> but it says right. when the first property has been gifted, all other properties within the open area in Manhattan. So that's interesting within the open area of Manhattan. So it doesn't sound like all of Manhattan's being unlocked, but good they'll be yeah. will remain locked and unavailable for purchase until further notice so kind of like when the when dizzy won the jfk terminal you know everybody could go there check it out but nothing else was for sale and we all just went and gave the richest man in upland more money right uh yeah that seems to be the the general formula uh for some of these new areas gift the first uh property uh, and then um, wait a little while, you know, because there's usually a big event leading up to that. Um, you know, they do a good job of like staggering some of these. So, I, I mean, I would probably say they could they could do it a little bit more rapid pace, but I know it's limited, you know, development and there's it's all kinds of stuff that goes into this, right? But uh, yeah, I think what will be super cool is. I can't wait to just see the properties. I just cannot wait to see, you know, another city. I mean, we, we've been looking at these same properties. Like I've gone over SFO with a fine tooth comb. Like no one, like people send me like, Oh, have you seen this? Like, Oh, I got a secret area. No, you don't. I'm sorry. You don't. <laughs> There's no secret anything in SFO right now. There's a lot of cool stuff still available. There's some really interesting shaped properties. There's some really interesting size and named properties. Absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong. There's tons of good stuff in SFO still, but there's nothing. You're not going to surprise me. I don't feel like uh, in challenge accepted. If you find something that surprises me, I'm sure I can find a reward for you. But in SFO, I just, so I, just, I cannot wait to see these properties in New York and how they're doing it. Yeah, that that will be very exciting just to finally get to another city. Uh, and they even told us what it will take to trigger it. So we could do it right now. We could do it in the next, what is today, the 23rd of July. You guys will be listening to us on the 24th of July. All we have to do is get to 40% of San Francisco. Last week's episode said we were 30% sold out. So we just hit about 50,000 properties. So... 40% of 150,000 properties is 60,000 properties. So we just got to hit that 60,000 mark. So we need about 10,000 more properties to pick up. No, I think it was, is it 10,000? I thought it was like 7,500. Could be 7,500. 
Yeah, I think it's per, between seventy five hundred and ten thousand. We'll say. Yeah, seventy five hundred so, is a we'll, good number. We'll definitely be doing some contests. Um, I think. Stay tuned. I, if you obviously, if you're listening, hopefully you'll stay through the end. I think we have a couple different uh, contests um, that we'll be announcing towards the end of this for some very exciting uh, limited print NFTs and uh, Upland Swag, official, official Upland Swag. Yes. It's great to be a UCA member. You get some Upland Swag to give away. And of course, they always... Of course, they always got to leave you with a teaser, though. It says, rumor has it that construction has begun for the very first building in Upland. Yeah, right? So... um, And that's a whole nother level of speculation there. Well, no, is it, though? Come on. It's Town Hall. If it's anything less than Town Hall, I'll be completely disappointed. It's Town Hall. Yeah, it's City Hall. Yes, we know that. City Hall, City Hall. It's got to be City Hall. But the real question is, okay, you got a 20 20 up square property. How long does it take you to build a single family house on it? Or, you, you know, what's the countdown to build it? How much does it cost? You know, what if you have a 150 up square property? How long is it going to take to build a building on that? Or how big of a building and how long does that take? How much does that cost? There's all that spec. That's where I was going with the speculation, not what the first uh, building yeah. was. How much- yeah. Because somebody like you at 1,300, almost 1,400 properties, I mean, how many properties are you really going to develop right out of the gate? Mm, that's a good question. It depends how much it costs. <laughs> that's it. That's the answer. Because, I mean, I, I definitely want to build homes and some structures on most of them just to help develop the upland, like, kind of skyline. But, yeah, some of the bigger, more expensive properties will be fairly limited. But if building permits are cheap enough – and, again, I, I hope they do it like um, – I mean, like, a lot of these games that you go, okay, I can – it'll take two weeks to build a property or – you can pay 20,000 OPEX and get it built right now. Right. <laughs> like, cause then there's a couple that I'd probably build right away and then I could just slow build the rest of my properties. Right. Because hopefully Upland doesn't employ real world contractors that say they can build your house in three <laughs> months and nine months later, you're still waiting for your house. <laughs> they have some Sim city mechanics where they're like, your building's on fire. You better send a fire truck over. You're like, damn it. <laughs> I like the throwback to Sim City there, right? Let's, every time I picture property development, I picture Sim City. I just, oh man, that'd be so cool! Popping up all the buildings, like popping up, like plus it would just like I just can't wait to like just even just scroll through the city to just see what people are working on. Like that'll be so cool. Like, I mean, I know that there's a couple groups of communities in different neighborhoods, um, you know, little Hollywood and dog patch and stuff like that. Go see what they're doing. Like, you know, there's going to be teams of people building really cool stuff. Chinatown, like there's some people that are already creating some NFTs that they want to be able to put up for like thematic, uh, you know, aesthetics and stuff. It's going to be really fun to do and to, and to participate with. 
Yeah, I got to figure out. I do have 1202 Leavenworth Street, and that's the home of KPU FM. That's KPOO FM. So I think that's a proper place to build something for the too stupid to win block explorer that floats around. I I mean, I'm uh, I host the UPX podcast. I'm a poo emoji and I now have the property of KPU FM. Uh yeah. Uh, that's definitely Well, I think they they announced um one of the buildings is going to be a broadcaster so you're going to get kind of like the headquarters, right? So just like the blockchain ex- uh, headquarters like I, I think that uh, we're going to get um, like broadcasting type uh, building like a specialty building for the UCN broadcasters so uh, might be a good place for that that'd be super cool that could be a good home uh, so many opportunities oh gosh I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to like take off of work and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be nuts if they can release stuff when I'm on baby leave, I'd really appreciate that. That's starting <laughs> in about a week, so I have plenty of time between uh, feedings and diaper changes. I'd really love that. There you go. So let's start buying property so we can get it up into New York. Right. So uh, I don't want to – I'll tell you what the, the it is now. I'm going to run a contest. Um, I got to check with our numbers guys. Uh, to see how we can run it. Um, I'll post something in Discord and on Upland Guru, but essentially it's going to be most number of new properties in a given period. And um, as we've been hinting, we do have some official merch. So the team at Upland has been nice enough to provide us with official Upland t-shirts. Maybe I'll put them up on the website uh, to kind of show off uh, what we have. But uh, I know definitely would be running, I'll be running a um, whoever can buy, whoever buys the most uh, new property. So whoever increases their property count the most um, in, say, like a week or something, uh, give a a T-shirt to. Uh, That's definitely a a contest I'll be running. So keep your eyes and ears peeled uh, to all of the uh, community channels. I might do a contest myself too, based off of our least listened episode, do a little fact finding mission. So you have to go back and listen to it and uh, get some information and I'll give away a t-shirt to minor in the mail. I should be getting them sometime later this week, early next week. So I look forward to giving those away. Also, Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about on Daiquiri too? Daiquiri too? No, super excited. Um, I, I hope that they keep releasing uh, these kind of like big announcements early Thursday. So, uh, you know, Upland team, if you are listening, early Thursday is a great time to release these notes. It gives us a little bit of time to prep and include in the uh, podcast so we don't have to re-record over the weekend. <laughs> yes, we do appreciate Thursday releases. <laughs> uh, don't forget to be subscribing to the podcast, whatever platform you listen to us on. Make sure you're giving us a rating. Rated four stars, five stars. Of course, five stars. I don't even know why I threw four stars out of there. Give it five stars. Type up a review. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and share so other people can hear what we're providing and make sure we're bringing more people into the Upland community. 
Um, and then you got your Upland Guru going on. You got some uh, cool stuff going on now with uh, what you got going on on Upland Guru. Well, so Upland Guru has launched and, and we'll be updating some more on it. Uh, Upland Fan Art, which is a atomic asset uh, NFT collection. So just like Blockchain Heroes, Garbage Badge Kids, it's built on wax, um, leverages atomic assets. It is currently the only verified Upland related collection up on asset, atomic asset. There's a lot of other um, great creators that are working in the space, but um, we've worked hard to get uh, the verified status uh, with Atomic Assets. Uh, we're working with the Atomic Asset team and the Upland team to make sure we are making high quality and uh, valued content. I mean, you know, we have to play by a lot of, uh, you know, rules and things like that to ensure, you know, it's not, uh, you know, everything's on the up and up. And related to that, we're actually going to, if you've listened this far, if you've listened through all of our shenanigans and promotions, um, the first five people to message either, uh, will message me, message thank me later, um, specifically on Discord with your atomic asset or your wax wallet ID. So it usually ends in dot WAM unless you're super fancy and done something else. But message myself, thank me later on Discord with your wax wallet ID and we will be giving out um, the the pod father. I almost said the poo father. I almost wanted to make your card. The, the, oh <laughs> man, not the poo father. The poo father. Although you know what, Mixplick has been doing some really cool parody cards. Um, so he might he might make a, the poo father. But the pod father, it's uh, a legendary director's card. We're doing all kinds of really cool NFT stuff, pairing with artists. Um, and we're doing like, I'm doing a director's card, uh, set, uh, these legendary cards. We're only going to do a max of 10 prints for each of the directors, uh, legendary cards. Uh, the first five people to send me their wallets, um, from listening to this podcast mentioned this podcast. When you send it to me, you'll get, uh, a very limited, very cool, got a lot of good feedback on it. The pod father. That that is a pretty uh, sick card. You got the whole on air flashing in the background with the stink floating in and out and the sewer running by. It's good. Yeah, I know. It's it's really cool. If you're an artist, if you're a creator, hit me up. Um I'll be putting out an FAQ because a lot of people are like, Well, why wouldn't I, you know, create my own assets? It's super easy. Atomic Asset has made it super easy to create. You can go on, thousands are made a day. And I encourage it. Like, go test it out. Make some yourself. It's super cool. It's super easy. Uh, but if you want to have kind of a, you know, a curated channel with, you know, branding and high visibility, and it's a verified collection. So in the searching, um, when you click show me verified assets, all the assets created under Upland Fan Art are considered verified assets. Uh, so again, we are held to a higher standard of quality and we can't just go printing a bunch of NFTs to, to try and churn out money. Like there are, there are limitations and things that we have to follow to, to keep that verified collection. We're also working with the developers. Honestly, the coolest reason, uh, the coolest thing and the biggest reason, uh, we picked, uh, Atomic Assets. Blockchain Heroes is launching there, which means it's going to almost undoubtedly be 
integrated in with Upland. So the APIs to bring in those NFT assets into Upland is almost certainly going to happen. We're keeping on track of all of that. We're going to have, um, hopefully they'll do some hacks or like ways to like have like random select um, for giveaways and stuff and then importing the NFTs. So all these really cool cards, like I want to see them hanging up in people's houses, making billboards, decorating skyscrapers. Like we're going to have, you know, the UFA art all over Upland. So if you're an artist, if you're a collector, if you're trying to run a promo for any of the content you're creating, um, hit me up and uh, let's let's work together and, and create some really cool community content. All right. That's my plug. Thank you. (laughs) And hopefully everybody's still listening. This is our longest podcast, but there was just so much to cover this week. It was a very exciting week, and it seems like every week it's uh, more and more exciting as the game continues to develop and the user base continues to grow. Uh, Continue to share and check us out, and we look forward to talking with you guys next week. Don't forget, go on Discord, uh, pound upx dash podcast you can leave comments if there's things you want to hear from us go ahead and leave comments there we'll definitely incorporate it because this show is about providing the information to you guys and making sure everybody's having a good time in upland uh everybody be safe talk to you next week